The seventh step to financial freedom is all about taking everything that we've learned over the last six steps and taking it from our conscious to our subconscious. And that is what we'll be going through today. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. And that's right, we were going through that seventh step. And to be honest, it feels like only yesterday we went through the first up. These steps have come on very quickly. And this really is all about giving you that bite-sized piece of each step so that you can see it in its entirety. Over the next few weeks, we'll be going through each of these topics in more detail to really make it a bit more practical and more hands-on for you. So let's jump in. What does this step really mean? Well, you know, we've learned quite a bit around this subject and it's all very good learning a lot of information around, uh, around how to become financially free and, and implementing it into your own life to making sure it happens. But we don't wanna be spending a lot of time doing this every week, every month, because it's just not sustainable. We're just not gonna do it. Something else comes up into our life, like another emergency, some kind of exam or family issue, or work gets really busy, and what happens? The thing that we were previously focusing on like how to become financially free, goes out the window. And we don't want that to happen, do we? So this step is really preventing that from happening uh, and almost making sure this embeds for the long run because that's really the secret to the success in all of this. So how do we do that? Well, we do it from taking it from our conscious, okay, where we're constantly thinking about it. It's quite draining in our conscious mind to our subconscious. It plays on in the background. We don't have to think about it. It becomes part of what we do and what we think on a daily basis. Well, how do we do that? There's two main ways. One through automation and one through simplification. So what do I mean by this? Well, automation is about taking all of the steps that we've achieved up until now that we've put together uh, and obviously you need to kind of customize it, make it specific to your own situation. But you take all of that, everything that you've learned, and then you think, hmm, from all of what uh, I know I need to do, how many of those steps do I not need to do, right? Because if we don't need to do it, then why, why should we, right? Why can't we get somebody else to do it? Maybe we enjoy it, fine. But the more we can offload onto our plate, onto somebody else's plate, the better. Or just make it automatic. So, so it happens behind the scenes mechanically. So a super simple example is, if you think about payments, like paying off credit cards each month, paying bills each month, uh, checking certain things are coming through your accounts and so on. A lot of that people do manually. And they like to do that because it gives them a certain level of control. If you're not like that, great, but if you are, Take, listen, now. The issue with that is it's quite mentally draining. It takes a lot of time to do that each month, but also you're always constantly thinking about, oh, has that payment gone through? Um, have I got enough money in my bank account to make sure that money can come through uh, okay? We don't want to do that. We want it to be as automatic as possible. And we do it by creating a system. So we think, right, okay, so what are all the payments coming in and coming out in our account? And how do we make sure that happens without us having to touch it? And doing so in a way where it's risk-free, so that it's coming in, but we don't risk not having enough money there. Well, there's a few things we can do. So for example, we can have a float. So instead of constantly having zero as our bottom line, right? 
and constantly thinking, right, well, we spend our money all the way up to zero at the end of the month. And, oh, okay, and then we get our money come in. We get our income come in. And then, oh, we're spending it every month. And as we get to the end of the month, you know, we're kind of scrimping and saving and making sure that no payments go out that hit us into overdraft. That is a bad way of managing our finances. A good way is to have a float. So, for example, we say £2,000 is our new zero, right? When we get to 2000 that's zero, right? And so when, when we know we're getting close to that, we don't want to be going lower. So what do I mean by that? It means that you put £2,000, save your savings, uh, into your account, and so that you know that um, you can work down towards uh, working through the money you have to spend that month, but you still have money still left in, that £2,000, to ensure that you don't get passed into negative by mistake. Now, some of you might be thinking, I don't have £2,000 to put into my account as some kind of flow. That's fine. You know, whatever you have, if it's 500 if it's 1000 do that. If you have nothing and you're severely in debt, no problem. The first thing you want to be saving towards is that float. You know, so if it's going to take you a month, three months, six months to build that float up first, great, that can be your first challenge because that starts to give you room in life, room when it comes to your finances. And that's that's really empowering, right? You know, I know a lot of people and you look at their finances, they got a lot of money. You know, they got a lot of assets, a lot of investments. And to be honest, I used to do this because, you know, I'm very passionate about this subject. I'm constantly looking for ways to invest my money. And by doing that, I would I would squeeze all of the money that I had into various investments. But what would happen is I would leave like no money in my account. And so I'm constantly stressed and you know, I have all these big amounts of money coming in and coming out of my account. And there was this constant level of uh, underlying anxiety because I never quite knew whether one of these payments were gonna hit me into negative, cause charges, um, make my bank view me as, as, as a poor uh, manager of my money, it might hit my credit rating, all of these things that just I didn't want to have to handle and I didn't want it to have to happen to my situation. It was only until I realized, you know, actually I don't need to constantly make sure everything is somewhere useful. Having that float there is extremely useful. It also means you've got a bit of money just sitting there. You know, if, if something comes up and you, and you need to access it very quickly before you can take it from somewhere else where uh, it's a little bit more difficult to access, you know, it's there, right? It's ready for you. Now, comes with a bit of responsibility, right? We don't want to be using that Two thousand pounds for that extremely important night out. Um, uh, you know, the next Saturday when you want to go party and you see that two thousand pounds in your account, that's probably not a good way to to be spending it. But it's there as an emergency and as a fallback if, for whatever reason, uh, you go below your your nominal zero. Okay, I hope that was helpful. So that's one example. Another example is to do with all of the. Um, you know, the payments of your bills, of your credit cards and so on, you wanna be doing that automatically. You definitely don't want that to be manual. And if you have this buffer in your account, then having the ability to do it automatic uh, works fine because if whatever mistake happens and your income comes later or after the, the payments are coming out, then that buffer allows that cash flow issue. In the crazy world of business, we'd call this working capital. You almost think about that 2,000 pounds if, if you are a business-minded person is like working capital. Working capital just simply means 
a bit of money as a buffer between money coming in and money coming out. So that is about uh, uh, automating, okay? So, so we wanna be making it as simple as possible, right? Okay, so I've given you two examples. We wanna create that buffer to, to facilitate the automation and we wanna be making those payments automatically, right? The second one is to simplify. So there's a lot of things that we are working through and we've come to understand we need to do to become financially free now as they're kind of gearing up but also kind of regularly going forward. Well, if we think about all of that stuff, right, there's a lot of things we need to kind of know and be aware of and so on. But if you really reduce it down to the kind of minimum steps you need to do, often it's very few, okay? So I really challenge you to think about that in your own situation. From all that we've learned, all of the different videos you've seen, right? Think, what are the minimum steps I need to do up front and then on an ongoing basis, say weekly or monthly, to make sure I'm on track to my own financial success? Okay, so what are they? Cut them down and keep cutting them down. Keep trying to reduce those down into the smallest number of steps. You know, as, as you go on, you might want to add some steps, remove some steps, that's fine. You know, it's a dynamic process, but always look to simplify. And when you're looking at those steps, think, okay, so these are the steps I need to do. Of those steps, how many of those can I get somebody else to do, right? So for example, do you have a PA through work? Do you have um, somebody that supports you if you're, um, uh, through, through your work that you could pass on some of those steps to? Now, some of you are fortunate to do that. Some of you are fortunate uh, are, uh, not able to do that. That's absolutely fine. But if you have that option, great. Other options are, say, for example, to speak to your bank. You know, so if you think about some of those, maybe your bank could do them for you. You know, for example, to to alert you with certain messages if you um, if you're running low on your account, rather than having to constantly think to check uh, your account. Right? Um, maybe some steps you you just simply don't need to do. It was just for your own kind of reassurance, but actually in practice isn't needed. Often a lot of things are just kind of things that you needed to be aware of or understand, but really practically you don't need to be doing on a consistent basis. And by writing it down into that reduced list, it empowers you. It makes you realize that what you need to do isn't as complicated or as big as you first thought concept of coming financially free might feel big and kind of intimidating at first but as you as you kind of come to it's almost like I don't know if you think about if any of you know a language right you come to learn a language and all at the beginning it all feels so big and overwhelming and confusing and then as you as you learn more about it and and it and it becomes more natural to you if you reduced it down to like the simple steps of what allows you to maintain that language for example it, it's quite simple right it's a kind of similar similar concept in this area right first stage is to kind of understand and expand your mind to the possibilities of awareness around the subject but then once you've come to understand that you reduce it down to to the smallest number of steps and the reason why we're doing this is to make it kind of simple and easy to do right on an ongoing basis so when things come up in the future it's okay because this isn't taking much of your time and most of what you're doing is kind of in the background. So ideally, what you want to be working towards is once every month for about an hour or two, uh, you want to be 
monitoring your your spending money coming in money coming out you want to be looking at your spending plan right and and seeing how you're doing against that just checking it it really shouldn't take you any longer than that if it is you want to be reassessing and checking now the first few times you do it you might want to do it weekly to to get used to it uh, and then you can move to monthly but as you get used to it and get comfortable and confident with it it really should just take you one or two hours the other thing is that uh, every maybe six months to a year, you wanna be looking at your investments, just checking it. Again, should just be no more than one or two hours just to, to, to look at where you've invested your money, see how it's progressed, how it's done uh, compared to what you thought it would be. And then you can decide to what we call, uh, what's the word, rebalance that portfolio based on how it's done, right? So if one's gone up really high, another one's actually dropped, then what you would do is you'd move money from the one that's gone up to one that's gone down. So the ratio between the things you've invested are similar to what they were before. Now that sounds a bit complicated and why would you do that? Why would you put money into things that's not done well? Well, it's to, it's to um, make sure that how your, how your risk is spread between different things remains constant over time. There's a reason why you picked that ratio between the one thing and the other before. You want to be keeping that unless something uh, substantially has changed. I'm not going to go into that in any more detail in this video. We'll go into it in a lot more in other videos and why we need to do that. But but all I want to be kind of okay, making the point here is that when it comes to investments, you, you shouldn't need to be doing this every week, every day, constantly checking. A lot. I see a lot of people constantly looking at um, the valuations of the different things that they've invested in on a daily basis, or even multiple times a day. Oh, it's gone up by 1%, oh, it's gone down by 3%. That's just noise, right? I do not encourage trading. If if you are a trader, great. Um, but you know, for the long run, to build wealth on a sustainable, long-term basis, then you wanna be invested in the long-term. And when you're invested in the long-term, those movements on a daily or weekly basis really mean very very little really it's those long-term trends okay so so what i want to be kind of kind of coming back to here is that you don't need to be spending a lot of time managing money and working towards financial freedom it really should take you uh, a little bit of time right one or two hours uh, a month to check in on your on your spending and one or two hours every six months to a year checking in on your investments that's it if it's taking you longer you need, to, you need to look into why and then do something about it. Unless you're crazy like me and, and love the subject and like kind of spending more time checking in and how's it doing and analyzing in different ways, that's great. If you enjoy it, great, and, and you feel it's making progress, brilliant. But often, when people spend more time looking at stuff, um, often, especially in the subject of money, they tend to do worse. It kind of sounds a bit crazy, but the reason is that they overthink about it right so they'll for example they'll look at their investments they think oh you know i've um my money's gone down two percent this year this week oh why is that happening oh it's because brexit's happening or because this new politicians is coming in and this thing's going on like, oh maybe i should pull my money out or move my money into something else start overthinking about it. and they start getting worked up and emotionally affected by all of the things that are happening uh but if we take a step back and stay cool about our longer term plan, uh, often we allow ourselves to not get caught up in, in the day to day noise of what plays out, right? It's the same with our spending. Don't get too caught up in it. 
but I do encourage you to stay aware of how you're spending when you're spending. Every time you're spending, think, mm, is this the right thing? Is this the is this the right thing in terms of how I want to spend my money, right? But when it really, really comes down to to, to keep it as simple as possible, all you need to be thinking is, does this is this is this is this um, um, let me start again. Is what I want to buy right now, does that uh, fit in with the spending plan I've previously committed? If yes, great. If no, then don't. That's it. The main part of this is just kind of pre-planning, right? Creating some kind of um, space within it to, 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 to do different things. But if you've committed something in advance, stick with it. It's kind of like discipline, right? So to summarize two key things, we want to automate uh, what it is that we need to do to become financially free and we need to simplify it okay, and turn it into some form of system. So what we're doing is saying all of that stuff that we know, we do sit down to the smallest number of steps and then make sure that, that, uh, that we're following those in the, in the simplest way possible. Okay, And then by doing that, when things come up in the future, we're not going to get caught up uh, in those things and drop the ball on all of what we've planned. I hope that was helpful. Uh, if you did find it useful, um, please do let me know, like uh, the video, comment, uh, let me know what you liked about it, what you think uh, you'd like to see differently going forward. Any uh, additional information you want to see me talk about in future videos, let me know. I can, I can bring those in. I want to make sure this content is as valuable as possible for you. Again, if you think there's anybody in your life uh, who would really benefit from watching this video or some of the other uh, content I've talked through, please do share it with them. I would love for you to kind of spread the message and pass this on. The mission for me to be providing this information is to make sure uh, it's as valuable as possible uh, and it's helping as many people as possible. So that's all for me. I hope you enjoy this video. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks very much.